happy Women's Week month day. Playing too short today. Uh, for all the hoes and bitches. Uh, really, pimp to you die. Oakland forever. Too short. This is the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Hi, everybody. Uh, we have a bunch of comics here tonight to try out their new material. And they're old. Some people are such new comedians that all their material's new. <laughs> it can't possibly be old. Um, the first, we're doing it a little bit differently tonight. I'm trying out kind of a new thing where the first five comics uh, don't get comments. It's like the opposite. So it's like... The people that don't want comics comments can go off to another open mic or whatever. But the people that want to stay can be here and and uh, you know create community. I sound like such a dork when I say that bullshit. Uh, there are microphones. Use them. It's a radio show. Uh, give a call four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Why not? So let me look at the list here and tell you our first comedian is. I'm excited. He's here. He's very tall. I think that the light, it's its fun now that it's, it's going to start getting light again when the comedy is out. It's like, oh, it feels so weird doing comedy in the daylight. Before I bring him up, also up there at the front are stickers, free stickers, and um, beer bottle openers. You, uh, there's merch today for fun. Why not? And, um, and don't forget to donate. Thank you. Okay, your first comedian, he's going to make you laugh, take notes, and pay attention. It's Peter Ballmer. All right. Hell yeah. Happy Monday, everybody. Yeah, it's feeling nice. Sweet. Okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I think uh, I think I actually could get lucky tonight. Yeah, it's good for me. And I got to tell you, that'd be super nice because I haven't won my monthly Yahtzee night in like two years. <laughs> All right, getting the jokes going. Hell yeah, feeling good. Um, you could also probably tell by looking at me. I speak Mandarin Chinese. Yeah, uh, not that good at it, though. Uh, like I, I am good enough, however, to order in Chinese at a Chinese restaurant. Tried to do that recently. I went to a Chinese restaurant and I wanted to get the black pepper chicken, right? So I asked the guy, I was like, Ching Wen, I'll call you my ji. And the server responded in a perfect accent. He was like, yeah, I don't know what language that is. This is a Panda Express dog. You could just point to the stuff that you want. Uh, so I snagged some more chicken and had a great meal. I do like Panda Express though. Anybody else here? A big Panda head? Here we go. All right. One guy from the Facebook group. Perfect. Love to have you. Um, now, Panda Express is great. You got, you know, exquisite decor, tasty cuisine, and fortune cookies. Those are so fun, right? Here we go. Welcome, newcomers. I'm talking about fortune cookies just so we're on board with everything. Uh, and just to be clear, I think fortune cookies are a garbage dessert, right? I think fortune cookies taste like styrofoam and sadness, but... Uh, you know, they have to, right? Fortune cookies have to taste bad for our own safety. Because when I get a fortune cookie, my instinct is to crack it open, put the cookie on the side, and then read what's inside. And that's not how I respond to when I get a tasty dessert. You know? So all I'm trying to say is that I think I would have accidentally eaten a lot more paper by now if there was such a thing as fortune churros. All right. Okay. We're getting it. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I was at Panda Express, got a fortune cookie recently, and it said, um, in the next month, serious danger will bypass you. I was like, all right, hell yeah, sweet, thanks Panda Express, uh, if you say so. Guess I'll just go home and make me some bathtub toast then. Did that, it was uh, tasty and safe, tasty and safe, very fun. 
sometimes I just feel like uh, Panda Express, they try a little bit too hard. They make their fortunes generic and vague, so they apply to everyone, you know? And they don't need to do that. Like, if Panda Express wanted to up their fortune cookie accuracy game to 100%, all they need to do is just replace them all with ones that say, in the next 24 hours, you will get diarrhea. Uh, make some special ones for the people who got honey walnut shrimp that say, in the next 15 minutes, uh, it's going to be tough. All right. Hell yeah. I did the thing about the fortune cookie, did the thing about the Yahtzee game, and I'm fucking crushing it. So that's probably, uh, let me just, this is good content for the radio, but I thought the, I thought the fortune cookie stuff was going to last a lot longer than it did, honestly. I don't know where I missed that. Uh, anybody here microdose at work? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think this is a good joke, but I, I, I've been, it's a thing some people do that take a small quantity of hallucinogens and uh, then they go about their day at the office. And I've never wanted to do this because like the best case scenario is that I'm mostly just feeling the same and I can work. And then the worst case scenario is that I'm tripping acid in an office. Okay. There we go. All right. Thanks, guys. Peter Bomber. Yay. Uh, since we're not doing comments, if you do want comments, I did write things down. You can ask me personally, but if you don't give a fuck, either do I. It's all good. Uh, your next comedian isn't here. Your next comedian is. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jonah Pollock. Even though we live better and make more cash than they do. P, you're talking about microdosing at a tech job. Uh, I microdose at my TaskRabbit job, uh, which means I eat pop cookies so I don't have to deal with the bleakness of the universe while I scrub pubes off the floor for blood money. Uh, just found out my college is going under, apparently, due to mismanagement. So that's a fun time. Uh, you guys, but I don't know if you heard about this beat. Uh, they are now approving ketamine to treat depression. Yeah. If you're wondering how ketamine treats uh, depression, instead of having to be alone with uh, your trauma and your worry and the future, you just think you're a chair, uh, which is it's much easier being a chair. Um, I personally, I treat depression with food. Uh, so if you, yeah, if you see me eating unsalted almonds and an apple, I'm definitely in a good place. Uh, but if I spend all afternoon cooking a nice Italian dinner from scratch, I might kill myself. Uh, <laughs> You should get me 5150. Uh, yeah. It's cool, though. Uh, I'm, I'm gaining insight into who I am as a person. Uh, my brother did 23 in me. Uh, he wanted to confirm, like, just how Jewish we are. Uh, it turns out we are over 90% difficult to be around. Uh, yeah. Uh, things, people do 23 in me to find out what's going to go wrong with them as they get older. Did you know you can just spend time with your parents? Uh, so I hung out with my mom. And I think we have autism. Uh, well, I'm not really sure. I can't read social cues. Uh, it's, it's a big mystery. Um, the thing is weird. Everyone is so obsessed with serial killers. It's definitely a sign we don't have a very healthy culture. Like, why can't we just be like Japanese people and just throw plates against a wall? Uh, <laughs> you know, it would also stimulate the economy, killing real plates instead of fantasizing about killing people. Just seems like a more productive use of time. Um, I have anything else I want to work on? Oh yeah, uh, I, I want to date again, but I don't like Tinder. I don't like the whole swipe right, swipe left thing. Uh, I want like my whole thing is to know if I'm attracted to somebody. We need to like be able to like dump all our baggage in the open, and just you know use each other as emotional tampons. And uh, I want to make an app called Bummer where you just reveal the five worst things that happened to you as a child. Just, 
just compare notes on that and then, like instead of swiping right or swiping left you'll either select you deserve love or not my problem uh i can't fix this that's won't that be fun uh any comments do i still have like low-key like three and a half minutes Well, boy, I should have written more jokes today instead of reading about what's really going to happen when climate change comes. Uh, yeah, no, nah, it's good. I don't know. Climate change is kind of fun because I wasn't planning on being successful or having children anytime in the near future. But now the world's misery, like, sort of disguises my own failure in life. Like, I just get to blend in with the crowd like, oh, I would be fully functional as a person, but this climate change. Uh so, yeah, it's nice when the apocalypse kind of dovetails uh, with your not being comfortable talking about what you're up to at Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't know. There's something there, right? No? All right. Comments? I still have, like, 75. No. Um, yeah. I really did spend way too much time reading about climate change today. Uh, lay it on me, dude. What's going to happen? Please don't drown me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, drowning is one of like the pleasant ways to die, right? <laughs> I've actually heard drowning is like somewhat pleasant. Like once you give in, you just sort of fill up with water and then like your life flashes before your eyes. Um, does that would like, I would just picture this set happening while you held my head under. Good. There we go. Comments. You, you don't get comments today because you didn't oh. read the directions. The f top oh. five people at the front only get four minutes, and then everyone else at the end gets comments. All right. I can't read. Clap, Thank you. Clap wildly for jo <laughs> Jonah Pollock. What I'm saying, punk ass. Uh, all right. Moving right along. So we have a couple more that don't get comments, but then we go into the comments section for the rest of the night. Everyone gets comments. But your next comedian, uh, he was really great last week at this time, actually, during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He hosted the Gen Xers versus Millennials, and it was a really funny show. All, all, all four comics on the show did awesomely, and Matthew Quirk was one of them, and he was really funny. You can listen to that if you listen to Joke Workshops. Really, really funny last week. Anyway. He's really great. You guys are going to love him. Let's see what's in the news today. Matthew Quirk. By the way, I'm feeling great about my uh, local comedy celebrity last meal uh, pick for Jonah. I have uh, chicken parm with a side of pasta and a nice red sauce for your last meal. He, he just said he was going to suicide. If he's cooking a good meal, he's suiciding. You weren't here for that. Anyway, hey, Luke Perry died. Too much 9021 blow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, recently, a hipster just uh, sued an advertising company for using his picture without his permission. And with just a little due diligence, they figured out that that wasn't his picture after all. And uh, I think whining about not being able to identify yourself in uh, advertising uh, and trying uh, threatening to sue the company all the time while being wrong i think that's a peak millennial moment guys another peak millennial moment. hey michael jackson guys i got a bunch of virtue signaling friends saying that like we can't listen to michael jackson anymore and i don't know if you realize how much that hurts the roller disco community that's like half the music um and it's like hey I, you can't side with 
you know, abusers. And I was like, uh, but can I still listen to the Jackson five? Don't no comments, Jonah, for fuck's sakes. Uh, anywho, so uh, Trump is signing Bibles and like a good delusional narcissist, he was signing the cover. I guess he thinks someone ghost wrote that for him. He was also signing uh, $100 bills for the victims of uh, the Alabama tornado, was it? Hurricane? Tornado. Uh, anyway, uh, is he supposed to deface currency? I thought that was non-presidential. Uh, who here is in support of the child separation policy? Right. If they didn't want to get uh, the law thrown at them, they shouldn't have tried to cross illegally, right? They should have more respect for our laws. And uh, I feel anyone who feels that way should also think that uh, Paul Manafort should be getting life in prison. Guys should be respecting our laws. Do you realize he was under a gag order and they had to put him in solitary because he wasn't cooperating? Solitary for fuck's sakes. So uh, uh, Joe Biden thinking about running for president, and they've unearthed a 1970s paper he wrote advocating for the separation of white children and black children. But uh, I, I don't know. I think he's evolved on that issue, hasn't he? <laughs> but, uh, you know, the right's not going to go for that. They don't believe in evolution. Zing. Uh, Roseanne is now, uh, after like a year of thinking about it, Roseanne is now blaming Michelle Obama for her uh, racist comments. Yeah, thanks, Obama. So anyway, you brought up that fortune cookie place. Do you realize the last fortune cookie place is probably going to close down here in San Francisco? The factory, yeah, they're, cl they're going to close down. Uh, I think a fortune cookie place will have a little more access to what's going to happen in the future. You know, am I the only one who feels... Maybe they should have played those numbers they're printing on the back of those scraps of paper. Anyway, Kylie Jenner, self-made billionaire, youngest self-made... How is she a fucking... She's not even self-famous. She's riding off her sister's porn tape. I mean, we can at least admit that Mark Zuckerberg was a genius, right? What the fuck is Kylie Jenner? All right, that's my time. No, I said I'm rapping. They laugh like Matthew Quirk, everyone. Matthew Quirk. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody again for donating $2. And there's merch up there tonight. Please take a beer opener and a, and a sticker from Mutiny Radio and put it somewhere you love. Uh, your next comedian, what a lovely gentleman he is. Clap your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. It's so hard to think I'm smoking a pot. And if I don't smoke it, I got to grind. Yeah, because I missed my spot. I was running. I ran, but not fast enough. I don't run very much. You know, who runs? Who runs? Clap if you run. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. What a good crowd. What? Oh, man. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. I recently got drunk and made out with three different dudes at a gay bar because that's where you do those things. Uh, it was great. The next morning, woke up, felt super bad about myself. Felt really ashamed. And I was like, am I ashamed to be attracted to men? And then I realized I was ashamed because those three dudes were ugly. Like, I should not be making out with fours and I'm a banging six. Like, you know, like someone was once like, hey, you shouldn't rate people based on a number. And I said, I don't listen to threes. I, uh, they, uh, shut, yeah. Anyways, no, but I, I'm not, I'm not gay. I'm, 
I'm bisexual. It's uh, it's pretty common these days. Uh, you know, so I, and 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 it is trendy. I'm not bisexual because it's trendy. Like I was born that way, but it is pretty trendy. You know what I mean? It's pretty, it's pretty great. You know, it's just like God was like, you're gonna be popular in 2019. Like that's cool. Which is born to be cool. But now I am. I'm bisexual. One thing that I was into that wasn't very trendy is I, uh, when I was in high school, I got really into cross-dressing. And now you're looking at me and like, are you even into dressing? Like, you know, jeans and a t-shirt every, I'm not, well, it's a t-shirt. Jeans and a t-shirt every day for 10 years? Okay. But no, if you're wondering, I was not a stylish cross-dresser. I wore, I stole my sister's clothes. What I would wear is an orange, a bright orange skirt because nothing made me feel more feminine than looking like a creamsicle. And uh, I wore her bra and she was ugly and I was kind of fat. So we had the same cup size. So it was pretty, it was pretty convenient. It was really nice. I, uh, what I didn't, you know, I, I, I once looked up like a makeup tutorial and I saw it was 20 minutes long and I was like, fuck being a woman. Like, are you kidding that much time? So I didn't just put on like a red lipstick and cat eyes because I'm a hoe. You know what I mean? I wanted to look, I wanted to, I wanted to look sexy for myself. I was, if you're wondering what I was doing for it, I was staying inside and masturbating. It was a gay thing. For some people, it's not a gay thing. Those people don't get them. But to be fair, I don't expect to be understood either. Like, I don't know why I was into it. I liked it though. I like, it made me feel good. But I, um, it was, it was a, it was a masturbate. It was not a jerking off thing because once again, did not want to touch my penis while dressed up like a girl. Just fingers up the butt. Uh, if you were, if you were, uh, if you were wondering, oh, you must have done this in the privacy of your own room. Nope. In my dad's study where the computer was. Why? To watch porn. Duh. Like that's why anyone does anything, right? No, that's not true. I don't know why I said that. I mean, no. I did it in my dad's study. The people do things for other reasons than watching porn. But uh, it was a. Uh... Anyways, so it was it was a fun experience. I realized something early on at the age of sixteen. What a really easily available and efficient lube was olive oil. Uh, so makes your ass taste real good if you're. Anyway, um, so yeah, I would do that, well, pretty, there was a time when I was doing it, maybe every other day, I was getting really into it, then one day, I was in the study, I was masturbating at 4pm on a Saturday, perfect time, and then I think my dad needed to print something, so he just kind of opened the door, (laughs) made eye contact with his only son, wearing makeup, his sister, his daughter's skirt, and his daughter's bra, with his two feet up on the desk and fingers in the butt, then he closed the door, and we don't talk about it. Uh, we don't talk about it. And also, you know what? In my theory, I think he just blocked it from his memory, because when I came out to him like a year later, he was like, what? I was like, mm, Dad, I think I left some clues, you know? Like the time you walked in on me cross-dressing and fingering myself. But I don't know. Maybe that wasn't enough. You got to tell them. You got to communicate. Anyways, I am mentally ill. I am. I'm a mentally ill. Oh, I thought that would be funny. But luckily, you guys are so woke, so you guys don't connect the two things. Hell yeah. Anyway, I am mentally ill. Uh, I'm bipolar. Uh, Kanye West said being bipolar is a superpower. And I think you might be uh, mistaking being bipolar with having millions of dollars. Like, I think that's his superpower. That's why he's able to do things without consequence. Okay, that was fun. You guys, ooh, oh boy. All right, I'm done. Can't get no more sleep. Sergeant Banerjee, bears his soul, comes out of the den, not the closet. Your next comedian. Oh, he's he's a star already. Put your hands together for Orion Levine. Another hoochie. 
All right. If there were comments, I would use my comment space to ask Arjun, were you... So, <laughs> finger up the asshole, but you weren't touching the penis. Yeah. Was it erect? Oh, super. So, why wouldn't you touch it? Because I wanted to feel pretty, and dicks aren't pretty. Okay. 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 All right, Jonah, 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 no comments. No comments. I think we've uh, gone over this enough, Arjun. Enough about you and your pretty asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, little PSA, little PS announcement. Stop telling me I smell like weed. Uh, I know I smell like weed. I literally just smoked weed right over there. It'd be kind of weird if I didn't also smell like it. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been surprised. I've never been like, what, me, cannabis? That's not true, actually. Every time I've been pulled over, I've said those words. I'm like, I know my rights, officer. This is 100% legal hybrid Indica Subaru. Come in here. <laughs> Uh, I was in the library one time and this guy came up to me he's like did the fucking did the thing he was like you smell like weed in here and I was like listen up man just can't I read this goodness book of world records in peace cool you guys wanna hear a fun fact you wanna hear a fun fact Pam fun fact over there did you guys did you know peanuts are not nuts they're legumes you, yeah, you guys want to hear another fun fact? Another fun fact? Uh, did you know nobody gives a shit? Yes. Yes, the radio waves. The radio waves approve of that shit. Hell yeah. Any comments? <laughs> uh, I don't know about you guys. I don't trust people with Hotmail accounts. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't look good. You can't put a Hotmail account on a resume that's like having an arab name on a resume in 2002 is that cool to say <laughs> okay well i'm not xenophobic guys all right some of my favorite emojis are arab so all right hey is there like a delay on the radio could we could we beep out the uh the whole thing <laughs> about the arabs <laughs> uh I don't pay for a Wi-Fi anymore because I'm not an idiot. I just go on BART and I see who has their hotspot on and then I ask for the password. I'm like, hey, Diego, where where you at, Diego? What's that password, Diego? I think if, if I rearrange that, my comment to myself would be if you rearrange that a little bit, that could be some serious humor. It could be some real serious humor. You guys, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure something is going on astrologically. Uh, I got a pretty serious stomach ache, so I don't know if it's something I ate or if I'm a Capricorn, but something's going on, and it's pretty serious. Hell yeah. Any comments, Jonah? <laughs> we we can actually give you comments because there's not enough people today anyway. So oh, we can do so comments? Yeah, so you still you still have a minute, though. But you have to do comments on the All right, I got some more xenophobic material. Uh <laughs> I could use, I could do the xenophobic. I used to be one. Of, I used to want to be an inventor. You know, look at me now. I, this is not as glorious as an inventor. But also, like, imagine if you invented elevators, and then all you ever heard about is how that they sometimes get stuck. I would like comments on that joke in particular. <laughs> Starting with Arjun. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Guys, you gotta use microphones, and we oh, gotta yeah. clap. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Oh, Ryan Levine. Elevators sometimes cut people in half. That's like a stronger dichotomy than sometimes oh, they get shit. Yeah, Shit. I've seen those movies where that happens. Also, I have a hotmail. <laughs> so oh, I you have a hotmail? I'm not yeah. surprised. I say don't uh, don't switch horses in midstream. Yeah. I don't understand why all the updates always have to happen. Yeah, I feel you. I, I actually probably would still have a hotmail account if I remembered the password yeah. to shack underscore attack 663 at hotmail.com. Hackers out there, if you can hack into that hotmail account, let me know. Pictures of boobies. Um <laughs> Your xenophobic material was interesting because <laughs> because the word xenophobic is a big word A and B I didn't know like it was it was edgy because I was like is he being no he's being funny but then in the beginning you just seemed like you were kind of playing dumb which I thought was kind of I don't know cute and endearing almost like oh he doesn't even know he's a racist it's so cute yeah you hear that and argument? then and then you but then you brought it i'm also white so it's not fair uh but then you brought up the xenophobic word and i'm like oh okay he knows what he's doing this yeah. isn't he's not playing a dumb little boy but you play dumb little boy really well and i like how you Thank lean you. into that young 20s kind of okay mid-20s all right bam all right mid-20s. <laughs> <laughs> I right. keep getting older and they keep staying the same age. Hell yeah. Don't forget to give me $2. Uh, do you have a Venmo? Because uh, I don't have Venmo. We have PayPal. It, there's a donate button on the uh, website, but um, you throw in $2. I'll, go, in the I'll, bucket go, I'll PayPal you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Pam. Everybody, Orion Levine. Shit up. I really don't give a fuck. I never give Again, we're listening to Too Short because it was... Um, Women's Week or Women's Day last week, and I just thought that the irony there is really great. So uh, we're doing comments on everybody from now on, and um, there's there's like not as many people here as I I thought there were going to be. So we've got time, which is great. Uh, Allison Hooker isn't going to make it, so her spot is open. But your next comedian, uh, take notes, pay attention, and here we go, everybody. It's Sean and Kenny. wild on the floor, doggy style. I get rug burns. What's going on, everyone? I'm Shane Kenny. She got my name right. That's how you can tell we're friends. Um, so the NFL refused to air an ad for medical marijuana during the Super Bowl. They said they didn't want to lower their moral standards um, because the NFL has been such a classy organization over the years, you know, defending child abusers and rapists, classy stuff like that. But God forbid they take money for a medical marijuana ad. <laughs> Meanwhile, there were hundreds of ads for alcohol and cars. Because we all know alcohol and driving never lead to anything dangerous, right? Um, so what else? Um, a woman recently went to the zoo and hopped the fence of the Jaguar enclosure to get a selfie. She was understandably mauled by the Jaguar. Um, don't worry, she lived, but globally, 260 people have died taking selfies. I think there should be a do not resuscitate rule if you critically injure yourself d while doing something profoundly stupid like taking a selfie. <laughs> like, idiots already have more kids than smart people. Like, Darwinism is trying to filter out the attention horror gene, and we keep helping out these morons by providing them with medical care. 
Like, I want to see this scenario happen at a hospital. It's like, doctor, doctor, he shattered his spine. Uh, how? He was taking a selfie on a cliff. Uh, all right, nurse, he's got 10 minutes. Uh, next patient, we got people who need help. So, um, therapists are just prostitutes for your thoughts. Like a hooker will suck your dick, but a therapist will hear your thoughts. And neither are pretty. Like, what if there was a red light district, but for therapists? A bunch of people dressed in business casual hanging out on the street corner going, Hey baby, you look like you got a long, hard work schedule. Want to tell me about it? Or, um, hey baby, I can make you come to terms with your childhood. You know, sexy stuff like that. Um, what else? Man, I'm going through these jokes fast. <laughs> Funny what silence will do for stand-up. Um, so one of my primary sources of motivation and inspiration is anger. And anger is a great source of energy, but running on anger is like running on nuclear power. When handled properly, it's very effective and very useful. But if you handle it wrong, you are left with property damage and physical injuries. Like when you run on anger, it's really easy to go from, I'm a little frustrated to, how'd these holes get in my wall? And why are my knuckles bleeding? So, man, shooting through this. Um, so I have a name for drunk me, just so when mayhem happens while I'm out drinking with friends, I have someone to blame it on. Like, hey, I didn't do that. Seamus did it. You know, like there's key character, like, you know, there's key things you do when you're drunk. For me, if I wake up and there's a mauled pack of graham crackers and folk music is playing, I know Seamus was here. Or if someone texts me, it's like, hey, you ranted about psychedelics and anarchy for like three hours. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking Seamus. It just helps having that scapegoat of the alter um, knit you to blame stuff on. All right, um, that's my time. Now that I've established my career, I want Shane Kenny comments, comments. I'm gonna start with this comment. You gotta write your name S H A N E. No one's ever gonna get it. Like I've known you, and I know I I can't. Like I look at the list, and I'm just like I don't. If you want people to call you Shane, people have to make sometimes sacrifices like with integrity so that we know what Sorry, you're I wrote saying. it on the page, but Facebook's oh, got my Facebook. My it's Facebook. Yeah, my it's bad. It's Facebook. No, it's fine. I just it's Facebook. It's all good, everyone. It's all good. I just I just feel badly that it's like I don't know your name. I know your name, but then I see it this way and it looks like uh, Sean in. It, it's it's all good. It's me and my friends have fun with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, other comments? I just got in later. Oh, okay. I think there's something there with the therapist red light district. Thank you. Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, I think, so you have a joke about the selfies. Maybe going a little bit deeper into other ways people got killed by taking selfies and making fun of how stupid they are. Um, so there's something there about making fun of how stupid they are, but... It, mm -hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a little predictable, but if you can tell it, like, find some crazy ones, mm -hmm. those might be really fun to tell on stage. Cool. Thank you. And I think the term you were looking for is alter ego scapegoat. Yeah. It was 
alter ego scapegoat. You like danced around it, but that's what you meant. And you said it in two different sentences, but I think that that's the threesome of words that you wanted to push forward. Any other comments? Thank you. Everybody put your hands together for Sean Kenny. Or is it Shane? Shit, is it Sean or Shane? Uh, it's Shane. It's Shane. Fucking Shane. Okay. Everybody, Shane! I'm sorry. I just, every time I look at it, it's it's like it took me, I'd say, five months to learn the name Moachanine. Right? Remember? Remember that guy? Yeah, he left in New York, but I could, it took me forever to learn his name. I need, um, can someone throw the list from down there in here? I, I didn't know, I don't know what happened from the list. Um, and the people. All right. Cool. All right. Mark Neuer's not here yet, huh? No, Mark Neuer. And there's this new person. Okay, here we go. I think he's in the room. I think he's in the corner. He's new. We don't do anything special. Just take notes and pay attention. Put your hands together for Stephen Isifa. Thank you very much. Uh, I think it's cool that you're playing Too Short. Uh, I, I thought a lot. I'm not from the Bay Area, but I, I've had to come to terms with some of the music out here because y'all rep Bay Area music hard. And I, I, I like that shit because we do the same thing out in D.C. with go-go music, if you guys know what that is. But uh, there is one one opinion that I have to share, one opinion that I have to share. And, I, and I've said it to a few people out here that say, Stephen, this is the wrong place where you want to share this opinion. You should take that back to the East Coast and say that there. And I was like, nah, I'm feeling bold. I want to share this with everybody that I know. And today is going to be a day I share this with you guys. Um, I don't give a fuck about E-40. E-40, I never liked him. I don't think he's a good rapper. He don't move me. Never in my life have I ever woken up and said, damn, I really want to listen to that E-40 album. There's something about that, ooh, tell me when to go. That makes me really want to get out of bed. You know, that's, that's not, not what I got. Um, but I, I do I do like Too Short a lot. Something about his energy is crazy. And in, in the Bay Area has helped me really welcome it because I went to my first party uh, in uh, in the Bay, like in, in Oakland, when I came out here, and I didn't realize that they play this shit at every party. It's like, uh, what's my favorite word, bitch? Why you gotta say it like short? And I was like, oh shit, it's crazy because we're in the Bay. Like I hear it's too short. Like it's the same time, right? It, it felt like an epiphany, not an epiphany, but I just don't have another word for it. So that's what I'm gonna use for this reckoning. Then I went to a Warriors game. I was fortunate enough to go to the Warriors game. See E40 in the crowd. He's like the mayor in this bitch. I was like, yeah, whatever. You can't rap though. And then they're they're calling out the players, and then they're they're playing the song. Hey, what's my favorite word? And they don't say bitch because you know it's a respectful event. Uh, but I was like, oh shit, it's cool because it's the Warriors, and you know, uh, you know, Too Short is here, and it's the Warriors. Blah blah blah. Right, great. Uh, so then I decided, all right, now I'm in the city. I'm just walking around. I was like, I've heard, heard this shit everywhere. We gotta. It has to be places where they don't play it. I decided to go to a protest. Right, I decided to go to a protest, and then out on the street and. People have a boombox up and say, what's my favorite word? Bitch. Oh, you got to say it like short. And I was like, isn't this a women's march? Like, this is probably not the right time to play this. Um, I feel like you just can't play this everywhere. Uh, I've had to come to terms with with a few other things about living in the Bay. Like, one, I didn't know I was okay playing, paying first world prices for third world living conditions. Like, I didn't know <laughs> I was ready for that. Like, the, the ground quakes. Not shakes. It quakes. Um, and my building is on a hill like this, so that's not really great for my equilibrium. 
Um, the air quality can just get randomly real bad. Like they said it was worse than India. Worse than India? It's like New Dells? It's like, yeah, it's real bad. Um, there's more people sleeping on the ground outside than like a nap. The nap time at Neverland Ranch. I'm like, that's a lot. Um, so I've, I've had to try and come to terms with that shit there. Um, another thing that I just randomly came to my mind is I don't think as Americans, like we think we're superpowers, superpowers of the world and a lot of things like that. I don't think we give the Chinese enough credit. I don't think we do. And I'm going to spend my last minute talking about this shit because the Chinese are fucking killing it. They're killing it. And we need to learn more from them. Why do I say this? Because everywhere I go in this world, I always see Chinese people either running a store running around, sightseeing. They do a lot of that shit. They're everywhere. That means they're doing something right. I went, uh, not everyone probably does this for fun. Uh, I don't do it for fun. I just do it because, you know, sometimes life happens to me. Uh, I go to the hood. Not like all my free time just to go do it because that's where they have the best chicken. And behind that bulletproof glass is Chinese people. And they are selling fries, wings, dumplings, whatever you fucking want. And I was like, shit, they are fearless. They don't give a fuck. White people wait till things are gentrified. Hispanics are probably in their own neighborhood. Chinese people, they set up shop anywhere. And I didn't, and then it's like, it's not just United States neighborhoods. I went to Ghana one time. Uh, well, not one time. I went to Ghana. And, and I saw Chinese people out there too. I was like, oh shit, you guys are out here. And there was like a huge building and it said like Chinese Emporium. And I was like, damn, where are you guys living though? In the meantime, like, obviously you guys don't speak the language. I didn't test it. But I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I should probably explore this more in other ways. But I'll end there. Thank you guys very much for the time. Steven Asifo! Yay! Comments from the people. Oh, no, no, it's not. Now it ah. is. Um, the, what's the word, bitch, women's march? That was funny. Um, it took a long time to get there. So I don't know if it's my not being familiar with these people or... It just took maybe get there sooner, but that was funny. Um, first world prices, third world living conditions, really funny as well. So I take it you're new to San Francisco. So that should give you tons of material. So I wonder if you can, uh, you did attach a few more things, but the fact that you are new, <clears throat> um, you could probably do the c comparison between DC and here. Yeah. Uh, DC is way more segregated than we are from what I, when I was there. So I wonder if you can play with that. Um, as far as when it came to going out at night yeah. I was like the clubs <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm the only brown person in this club and they're like oh you have to go somewhere else but when you're in the city you're like it's all mixed yeah. but yeah I thought those were really funny it just took a little longer to get there now the whole China thing I, it's just it's new yeah. for, me. for me I gotta explore that I'm yeah I mean the whole thing about it I went to Ghana but you've only been there once. There was something about that that was kind of funny, like depending on how you deliver it, yeah. I think you might be able to play with that. It's like, oh, well, I've only been once, but but yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to San Francisco. Thank you <laughs> uh, Welcome to San Francisco. I'm also not from here, yay. Um, I think in the beginning, uh, you could probably like shorten it by doing more lists of places where you're hearing too short. Like you're like, I went to Starbucks. Uh, I was in the bathroom. You know, just like something yeah. crazy like that. And then you could get to the point where you're like, okay, I thought I wouldn't hear it at this protest. Oh, okay. You know, so just like crazier and crazier. And it's like, this is the women's march, you know. And then, um, uh, yeah, I think more, same thing that he said, more comparisons. I think, I think there are no black people in San Francisco. <laughs> so you could probably talk about that because there's a, because like DC is full of black people. Yeah. It's like Chocolate City. So 
you could probably talk about that um, and explore that kind of stuff and maybe even HBCUs. You know, act like the audience is stupid. That might be fun. Ch- Chocolate City, but we've got Ghirardelli. Uh, I love that. E- is that Ghirardelli? We have the Ghirardelli Chocolate Factory, but you called it Chocolate City. So I thought that was cute. Um, E40, was he in NWA? No, he was not. What was he in? Uh, oh. He's just a rapper. From oh, he was, his, he was alone, because I needed a little more context for him. Just, oh. I'm sorry. No, I just needed fine. a little more context for E-40. Like, he did, he was, he one of the ones that died of AIDS or something? That no, that was, no, that's no, Eze. That was Eze. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to be racist. I, I don't know my gangster rap as much as I should. Uh, <laughs> we're first world prices. I'd mention it again, because you, you didn't say how much your rent is here. So what I would do is I would call back to it in rupees. Because rupees are the money from India, yeah. and you start making that India comparison, and then I'd, it's probably like 10 million rupees or something. Yeah. So you make oh, that bigger like, connection between first world prices, third world living, uh, and then you use the third world money. It's, it's kind of esoteric, but it could be a callback. I do like that. That's, that's perfect. I, I appreciate any and all fee. I, oh, okay, never mind. Then. Uh, like what's been said before, I thought the first world prices for third world living conditions was awesome and how you just talk about it. It's like we have earthquakes and poor air quality and people living on the streets and yet we're paying so much. And um, I also thought the dude playing the boombox blasting bitch at the Women's March was hilarious because I do. there are a lot of like double standard, I don't know, again, I'm messing up the word, but just things that shouldn't go together but do, you know, like woke white people who also use the N-word where it's like, wait, that's, oh, I didn't know that. you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but just pointing out kind of the hypocrisy of like people in the Bay Area, I thought that was really funny and that you can kind of just play off of that of how California is so chaotic, yet it's the golden state somehow. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, one more comment. So best. in the beginning, uh, yeah, when you do E40, I think you should lean into the impressions that you do because I heard it and I was yeah. like, yes. And then you can make fun of him while you're doing it. You're like, what is that? Like, he's got something in his throat. I don't know where, you know, where yeah. you want to go. But if you lean into those impressions, because even if people don't know who it is, once you do the impressions, they're like, ugh, I hate this guy too. Right? Or and you could even point out people like, you hate him too, don't you? You don't even know who he is. Like, Okay, cool. Thank you guys very much. Put your hands together, everybody. Steven Asifo. All right. Frankie Lee's not here. Max Eddie's not here. Is that, can can I get an amen? Uh, All right. Your next comedian. She's given really great comments. Put your hands together for Jay Robinson. These are really new, so I'm mostly mostly reading. It's okay, though. Um, Actually... Sorry. Uh, I, mean, I want to tell you guys a story. Um, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and it's not very, like, a very technically savvy place. Uh, here, we're very tech savvy. No matter how um, tech savvy you think you are in the Bay Area, you're way more tech savvy than the normal Missourian. Um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, I had a lot of different jobs in college, and so one of the jobs that I had is that I worked at the Genius Bar at the Apple Store, where they pay geniuses minimum wage, and uh, I was working there, and this lady came in, and she threw her phone down on the counter, and she was like, hey, listen, your product doesn't work as advertised, and I was like, okay, chill out, Trish, right? Like, it looks like you dropped it in a puddle and lit it on fire. Why? 
would it work? And she was like, no, no. Um, I did drop my phone in a pool, and then I followed this video online that told me to put it in a Tupperware of rice and then microwave it to dry it out, right? And like my job was to care about like her phone, right? But I was worried about Trish. I was like, do you have a name tag, a bracelet, a chaperone? Um, and like the thing is, is that I'm not like pro-murder, uh, but when the apocalypse happens, we should eat Trish um, before all the meat is gone. I actually sometimes, I like to think about her, uh, you know, when I think of Trish, which I do every day, um, I like to think that she's moved up to like boiling her phones because she's become a better cook. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> the, uh. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. When I was in high school, um, I sort of wanted to be a cheerleader, but I didn't have any cheerleading friends. Uh, and I was also probably way too emo, but I wrote some cheers anyway. Do you guys want to hear them? Yeah. Okay, ready? Okay. <laughs> I was not very girly, but I hit puberty too early. Now grown men honk at me, and I don't know what they mean. <laughs> so that's like a little light one. Uh, let's see. I went to some American high school parties, so I feel like this cheer is kind of about that. I'm not small, but I am tall, and now I'm in your bathroom stall doing cocaine. Um, all right, uh, one more. This is like just like a light, like little fun one. Uh, I found out my dad cheated on my mom. I was 11. Um, that's just like a light cheer, you know, happiness. Uh, <laughs> cool, all right. I used to work um, in a clean energy organization. Uh, and it's really interesting working in a clean energy organization. You learn a lot about the politics of clean energy. And it's really interesting to me that, oh God, I fucked up this joke. It's really interesting to me that uh, most of the people who are against clean energy kind of like live in the Southeast, right? Because they're like climate change, like we don't believe in climate change. And I'm like, but you're already affected by climate change because you're all rednecks. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's it, that's all I got, thank you. Jay Robinson, you did. Ta -da -ta. You just, just look at me. It's okay. Okay. Um, that was you did. You did just over three minutes. So that just so you know, okay. that was lovely. I have comments, but obviously surgery has comments. Oh, so. I just want to make sure it's on. The whole genius thing, uh, genius getting paid minimum wage, really funny. I wonder if there are other comparisons you can do. I always say, I'm at the genius bar and somehow I don't have a cocktail. That was just me always thinking that when I go there. I thought that was funny. And then your example of, did you drown it and burn it? That was really clever. I wonder if you could even make it more ridiculous. That was, mm. that was just really, I, I really liked how you did that. I was like, oh, there's totally something there. Um, oh, what else? There was something else you said, and I was like, oh, that's really clever as well. Um, it'll come to me. But that whole section, it's, it's, it's got, oh, the cheer thing. Um, I'm not a big of an act out person, but I think a cheer requires an act out. Yeah. Like if you really gave it the, bra, 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 whatever, whatever it is. Uh, I was expecting that. I thought oh, that would be really yeah, funny. Yeah, I'm thinking of buying a prop, maybe. Oh. Yeah, like one, just one sad palm. <laughs> hey, I'm wondering too, like if you didn't introduce the cheer, you just did it because you're like, oh, this one's a little blah, blah, blah. And then you do it. What if you just did it oh. and then see what the reaction would be? Okay. And then maybe the explanation, if they don't react, you're like, that was about blah, blah, blah or whatever. Yeah. So 
You you can get the humor on multiple levels with the cheer too, especially if you do a really shitty cheer. Like you should actually make like a step clap or like a little mm. actual movement. I, mm. I, I, I have a, I have some cheers in my act out because I, I was a cheerleader. And sometimes I, even, <laughs> sometimes I even wear the costumes. But if you don't, like that'll sell that last one so much if you do like that. Yeah. I'm doing this voice. And so you just have to put the microphone in the stand and commit to being loud and using your diaphragm and back up and just back up from it. And, and the shittier your cheer, you already set it up. You're like, I wanted to be a cheerleader, but none of my, cheerleader, none of my friends were cheerleaders. And so like, when are you going to practice cheer movements? or whatever like yeah how do you know what's good or bad if you don't have a bunch of friends that sit and do those in a mirror all the time you know but um yeah if you i mean if you ever want to go over any cheers or you want any help with an act out i i used to i even coached children in cheerleading so yeah that's good i might ask you about that because i've been thinking about the act out i'm like i gotta figure this out yeah yeah Yeah. i'll give you a couple easy moves yeah especially if you started and said ready okay and then you start going to that um one like speaking about like the kids thing for the last one that you did, you could say you could probably teach this next one because I know you're trying to play that it's lighter. Oh, you yeah. You could teach this next one to like your niece or something like that and then do make it be like, I found out my whatever. Oh, that's good. I like that. Thank you. Um, and then uh, I think the other line that I, I, I definitely like the genius bar one, like how much should they get paid? Like you're getting paid minimum wage. I thought that was funny. The other one was um, I'm not pro murder. And then I, th- I think that's definitely a line that you can you should keep. And then you could, even if you wanted to, do like a callback to Trish. Like you said, like, you know, I don't imagine she's doing boiling water now or something like that. Like maybe, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Trish. I saw because it it's whatever. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Okay. Thank you. And if, and if Trish is kind of big, um, you could make, you said all the boiling and stuff, but maybe she dipped it in mayonnaise. Think of like fatty, gross things like that they eat, like chicken nuggets. Like what do people in Missouri survive off of? Like, <laughs> like tater tots, chicken nuggets, mayonnaise. Like I'm going di- to, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, <laughs> like, you're not wrong. Just barbecue and mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, so she like. I think that's what everybody eats. Okay. Yeah. Yay, good stuff. Cool things. Yay, Jay Robinson. Yay. Get my girl Lisa Yay. Did Max Eddie show up yet? No. No, Frankie Lee. No. He came and disappeared. All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Sergio Navoa. Boom. Jackie D. Bug. Joe Ray. Frog. Uh, hi you guys uh, Disneyland is not the happiest place on earth it's Puerto Vallarta if you have not been to Puerto Vallarta cancel whatever you're doing tomorrow and go now another place I love is Colombia first night there I was offered cocaine and coffee I'm not much of a coffee drinker so also Colombians do not serve cocktails they give you a bottle and a shot glass the hangover is free with purchase. I finally understood the expression praying to the porcelain gods. Hear my call for those who fall, purge to awaken from this toxic taken. One benefit, my stomach looked amazing the next day. Um, Tel Aviv has the best hummus. If you've never been to Tel Aviv, cancel whatever you're doing tomorrow and go. Now, if you have a UAE stamp on your passport, be ready to be poked, probed, and manhandled. Ladies, it's just like taking public transportation during rush hour. If you have not taken public transportation during rush hour, cancel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and get this taken care of. Now, the TSA agent was so thorough with the screening process, I thought I was at my doctor's. I automatically turned to my left and gave him two good coughs. 
Now, I launched a small business six years ago. If you've ever wanted to launch a small business, don't. It's just like choosing to have your fingernails removed, just on purpose. Don't do this to yourself. Um, I don't want to blame millennials because I don't think it's millennials' fault. It's the way that the world is now. You push a button, a car shows up. You swipe left, right, your date shows up. So people think that's all you need to do to function. So I had, like, everyone I encounter, whether you're 25 or 45, have no concept of how to handle an iPhone. I have a food business. I had a 27-year-old who tried to make an orange juice without cutting the orange. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, huh, what's going on? She goes, oh, you want me to make orange juice? I go, you have to cut the orange in half. And she's like, oh. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, is the question. And then her follow-up, do I need to cut the lemon in half to make juice out of it? I thought, all righty, this person has a child, by the way. And I found out I was pregnant, too. I was like, oh. There are some people who should not procreate. Uh, so yeah, so if you want to launch a small business, don't. Um, if you do want to do a business, make it something you can do remotely anywhere else. I met this guy who traveled the world for eight years working remotely. Um, I was like, why didn't I go into that? Or I could have just done porn. I mean, I could do that anywhere. No, I opened a food business. It might be the Latino in me. Um, I just wanted to see how that would come out without rehearsing it. Uh, let's see. Uh, straight men are gentrifying gay culture. I say this because some of my gayest friends are straight men. <laughs> they wear skinny jeans. They only work out to impress the other men at the gym. And brunch. I can't go to brunch without running into my straight male friends. Now, men are constantly coming out to me as straight. I thought only gay people had to come out. What's next? They'll take over gay bars? And I say this because a lot of my straight male friends are like, yo, let's go to a gay bar so I can pick up chicks, bro. That's like a vegan going to a steakhouse for a salad. They go there for Jessica, but they come home with Sergio. Now, straight men have the worst pickup lines. Ladies, do you think you have it bad? Try being a gay man getting hit on by a straight man in a gay bar. I always get the, just so you know I'm straight, but if I were gay, I would totally have sex with you. I go, just so you know, I'm gay, and I would totally not have sex with you. I'm not going to be your guinea pig dick. <laughs> By the time you get to me, you got to be able to take it like a man. Uh, that is it. Thank you. You can't do it like this, homie. Sergio Navarro. Comments from the people. So the first half, I kind of had structure, and then I just thought, I want to see what comes out, because I never do that. The whole thing about gentrifying gay culture, that was rehearsed. So, anything you have to say, I completely welcome it. <laughs> uh, so, you, you mentioned the Puerto Vallarta, but you didn't say why people should go to Puerto Vallarta, and then you oh. went to the Columbia. I, I think I heard you say the one before, so I know it all strings, but I think just this time you didn't mention yeah, it. Yeah, I, I did miss it. You're absolutely yeah. right. And then I saw you added in the prayer, and I was wondering um, like, if you should sound like you're in despair when you're saying it. Like, gotcha. I, I guess, maybe. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, and then I, definitely the guinea pig dick is still funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that wasn't there last time. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really like the prayer. Um, yeah, more despair. Maybe like crazy stuff that you could be asking for because that's what people kind of do by trying not to throw up. You're like, I've been throwing up for three hours. God, please just, I ah. promise, uh, you know, something crazy that you will, probably won't do. Perfect. You know? Perfect. I promise I won't do coke for at least the next day, 24, <laughs> you know, like something really small. And then, um, yeah, I like your, like, uh, you're like, you have to go there, do it tomorrow, like that three setup. 
kind of thing. So that's really good. Uh, and then the Coke thing, uh, the Coke versus coffee, I think maybe you could say more about I Coke. know I'm stuck yeah. on it. For some reason, I can't figure it out, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe you could lead up longer. You're like, so I, you know, like more in the beginning until you get to the part where you're like, so obviously I did Coke. You know what I mean? Okay, no, I hear you. And it is, I'm trying to work, and I can't seem to find that tag. So both coffee and cocaine come from Colombia, so you can even do like a little... you know, like a geography thing when people were little and be like, it's two main exports are coffee and cocaine. And then, so if you're talking about Colombia, like you give us two facts about Colombia before you start, because you're talking about world travel anyway. And you're like, I, I didn't understand the Puerto Vallarta, Puerto, what was the first thing with a P? Uh, Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. I was like, why is he talking? But if you preface it with like world travel or there's a thing about like, I'm going to take you on a journey. Get out of San Francisco. I'm going to take you on a journey. They're just, because I was like, what's he talking about? And then I was like, oh, Columbia. Okay, start with Columbia. Columbia is funny. And then if you want to like, just, that's something to look into. Like it's a couple weird, you know, like just like Jay just said, like something weird, but like two real facts and then like the absurd. Gotcha. You know, like. Totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I skipped the part about PV. There was something I said and I've totally forgot it yeah I mean if there's no there just wasn't a punchline in it so yeah. I didn't understand I was like where are we going but yeah. then I was like oh it's world travel okay I get, I get it he's going somewhere he's going to different places and this is why cool so. yeah and then the whole business thing I just thought let me see what comes I've yet to find a way to make launching a business funny because it's just me bitching <laughs> so I have to find a way kind of you kind of I think you're really close like you kind of you're like don't launch a business unless you're prepared to have uh, hemorrhoids and, yeah, so you can just say like the name of your employee and then just kind of like say it really fast. You'd be like, don't launch a business unless you're prepared to have Jessica fucking not know how to make orange shoes. She didn't ask me if you, you know what I mean? So you gotcha. could kind of maybe, I don't know. That's yeah. a suggestion. No, perfect. Thank you. I've Trish. yet to find a way. It just sounds like I'm bitching on stage. I'm like, I need a punchline. Fair enough. Cool. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yay. Sergio Navoa, everyone. Frankie Lee, Max Eddy, no, still no. Mark Neuer, no on Neuer, not surprised. Uh, your next comedian, she's been in the corner, getting ready, thinking about it. Uh, I'm excited to hear her jokes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Rachel Pinson. Last time I was here, I missed the critique. Since I uh, dropped out of art school, like one thing I really miss is being critiqued by people who have more experience. So I thought I'd give it another try. <clears throat> so if you've ever had a cat, I'm sure you've had the experience of your cat bringing you a dead mouse and you're disgusted. You're like, this is gross. I don't know why you're showing me this. I don't know why you think I would even be into this, you know? But like from the cat's perspective, the cat like really appreciates you and wants to show you some kind of affection. And, and by doing that, it wants to bring you something it really, really loves. And it really likes dead mice, you know? So maybe if it brings you a dead mice someday, you'll bring it something that it can appreciate to show your like affection. Like maybe you'll bring your cat a dead bird someday, you know? <clears throat> and that's the kind of logic I try to follow now whenever I get dick pics. Because it's like, at first, you know, I'm disgusted. I'm like, I can't believe you're showing me this. Like, why would you think I'm into that? But then I think, wait a minute, this person wants to show me affection. And to do that, they're going to show me something that they really, really love. So they really love their dick. They think maybe if they send me a picture of their dick, I'll, 
you know, send them something that they could appreciate. Like, maybe I'll take a picture of my dead bird, because it's, <laughs> it's dead now. Okay, so, <clears throat> I'm gonna talk about my body, because that's what I know. All right, I'm uh, too fat to be like conventionally hot, but I'm also too thin to do BBW porn, you know? But I figure it's 2019, we're all about body positivity now, you know? So like instead of being down on myself or dieting and exercising, I figure like I could just make this a positive and use it to my advantage, you know? So now when I get on the BART station, I just kind of waddle put my hand over my belly button, like look like I'm about to fart. Like I'm, <laughs> and then someone's like, oh man, would you like to sit down? I'm like, oh sure, thanks, yeah, I would appreciate that. You have a cane and everything, that's really nice. And they ask, well, how far along are you? And I'm like, oh, I've been working on this guy since like, I don't know, fourth grade? So I was raised by lesbians in the Midwest. And uh, whenever I say that, like w growing up, I tell people about my, you know, my story and stuff, and they'd be like, "Wow, lesbians, that must have been rough. Was it weird?" I'm like I don't know, it's the only thing I know. But it's interesting when I say it in the Bay Area, because people be like, "Oh, your mom's lesbians. Oh, the Midwest, <laughs> that must have been rough. Was it? Was it weird?" So, I just moved to San Francisco, and I gotta say, it's really friendly. Just the other day, I was sitting at the bus stop, and a guy pulls up in a car and says, hey baby girl, do you need a ride? I'm like, wow, I could save some bus fare. And I didn't know that like Uber was so aggressive, you know? <clears throat> so, I've hitchhiked, I spent a lot of time hitchhiking, cross country, going to random uh, hippie shit, Sorry, I said that on the radio. And uh, like, it makes for interesting conversations at bars sometimes. Like these complete strangers will be concerned for me. Like, they'll be like, oh my God, you would just get in a car with people that you don't even know, not knowing like if you're gonna get to your destination or if you're gonna get raped or murdered or like, have you seen the Ted Bundy's tapes? That's really scary. Well, anyway, my Uber's here, so uh, I hope that you uh, find a place to shower. That's all I got. Short oh, this Rachel. is only Vincent. Uh, this is only my second time on stage, so please slap Yay. my ego. <laughs> Rachel Pinson, everyone. Yay. What you relaxed once you relaxed it was you're you're really funny, um, you just had to sort of relax into it. I think you were a little nervous in the beginning. Um, I have a couple things. Uh, one of the tricks when you're starting out, if you um, you're, you were holding the mic a little far away, and so for me because it's a radio show, there was a little bit of feedback and stuff. So the way that you can do that because when you're at a comedy show, no one's going to be riding the fader for you to make sure that people can hear you or not. If you put the microphone on your chin and just balance it there, I know it's gross and everybody's mouth is in it, but if you maybe dangle it just in front, it's a really good way to get to feel the way where it should be and how it should be tilted and whatnot to get the best quality out of your voice. Anyway, okay, on your chin. That's just like a technical thing. And then um, your first joke, you just have to write it out and write it down and then cut out all the verbosity. So your whole first 30 seconds could have been turned into my gross cat brought me a zombie mouse, twitching, one-eyed, <laughs> you know, like to my bed. So that, just write it all out and you've got, you know, you've, 
it's there and it's funny. You just have to be um, the conservation of language and like concentration of thought, stuff like that. Um, Jay, you want to go? I have other tags, but oh, okay. you want to go ahead for? Yeah, sure. I, on her thing about the mouse description, maybe put that on the bird description. So then when you do the thing where you're like, I'll send him a picture of my dead bird, you can be like, and then you could kind of describe it. Do you know what I mean? Like my in zombie bird. bird. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like if you do it, you're like, yeah. So next time I want to show affection for my cat. So next time I want to send a picture back. So then you can compare. Okay. Uh, two tags. One is that the Uber thing. Uh, when you're like, oh, he says like, hey, baby girl, do you want to ride? You could be like, wow, I didn't know Uber was so aggressive. Like, get to that last part quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just forgot the other one, so I'll think of it in a second. Uh, I'd preface with two moms. Because uh, you started into it and I got it halfway through. I'm like, oh, she has two moms. But I'd start with that. I have two moms, blah, 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 blah. And then the rest of that really worked. Um, I don't know what BBW porn is. I assume it's something with big people. I'd just tell us that. <laughs> big, beautiful um, women. Oh, great. So, perfect. <laughs> perfect. And be, but you're not that big. You'd be like, but I'm, I mean, I'm, that's, I get it now. Yeah. Okay. And um, this is maybe dumb, but maybe you, send, you send a dick pic and then maybe you send him a picture of your dead pussy. Yeah, you have a cat oh, thing. Is I that too that. obvious? I also thought about mailing them a dead bird. Like my cat wanted a dead bird. I wasn't sure which one would work better. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd play around with it, but really, really funny stuff. Uh, more, more comments. Yeah, I think the bird was cool. I, I, at least I got it, and I thought that was enough without you having to go that extra step to say it. The Midwest two moms thing is really funny, especially the dichotomy between the two. The other one, I don't know. It was funny to me. But exploring like the the gap between not being able to do BBW porn and then like being able to just be a mom, I think that's funny. If you want to explore it, but then the where you took it to like with the bar, I think that was also funny. And I think you have uh, a lot of jokes and potential to keep doing a lot of good Thanks. stuff. So. Yeah, the, you had a lot of material in there. So and the whole thing about the bird, I think like Pam said at the beginning, maybe get to that section a little sooner. Um, but that was clever. The comparison of. The, you, you, they show affection by bringing you something they love. And then when you got to the dick pic, all that was, I was like, oh, that's really clever. That makes sense. The whole thing about the Midwest, that was really funny as well. And you have a nice ease about you, like you're a comfortable person to look at. Or So I think for being your second time as well, it's like, oh, you're, you're easy to take, I think. Um, yeah. And then the whole microphone thing, I mean, it's going to take some time. But no, cool. Um, I remember the tag. Uh, when you talk about pretending to be pregnant on BART, um, instead of saying fourth grade, you can say how many years old you are. You're like, oh, 23, 24 years. And that's <laughs> okay. like, people are just like, what? You know, and then you could probably play off of that. So that might be. Yeah. Welcome to San Francisco. Thank you. Yeah. Clap wildly, everybody, for Rachel Pinson. What would he do? Did um, Max, Eddie, Frankie Lee, or Mark Neuer grace us with their presence? No. Interesting. Is anybody else here? I, I can't really see because I'm sitting in this seat. Well, it's just so funny. I thought that by having people go early and not get comments, that there would be people that would come at the back end. But I don't know. I don't know. So there's no one left. Um, if it, Does anyone want to go up on stage and do some plugs? Uh, go, 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 up and do, go up and do plugs. Plugs? Okay, I have plugs. So, well, this is not going to help because that's tonight. But on uh, Friday, I'm on Cheaper Than Therapy at the Shelton Theater at nice. 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. And then you can also catch me um, on the 22nd. I'm doing submission uh, comedy. So, 
Yeah. Cool. You want to you want to go up? Okay. Uh, catch us at Oasis this Wednesday, laugh the night away in um, 11th and Folsom, and on Saturday at Manny's, the Mission Comedy Showcase, and then on March 28th at Raven Bar for the Raving Comedy Show, uh, April 5th, Patrol Hill, uh, Patrol Comedy, and yeah, that's it. Cool. Other other plugs? Oh, she found another one. Also, check out Queen of the Zings at the Knockout. Oh. Uh, it's special edition, all ladies. You should come through. It's a mic. You should do it. It's a mic? What day? What day is it about? What day? Uh, it's Friday oh, the 15th at 6 p.m. I can't six, ever do PM. Fridays. Uh, okay. I'm always here on Fridays. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Sucks. Yeah, I well, know. Well, Queen of the Zings, check it out. Yeah, go, go to that. Um, this Saturday at Rotator Tap Room in Walnut Creek is a big free show. They have amazing beer. It's two blocks from BART. If you're in Walnut Creek or you're in the East Bay, this is the show for you. Uh, Jenny Green, one of my old buddies from high school, runs this amazing bar, and they just got a new sound system for my monthly show there. It's And really, they have like, I love beer, and boy, oh boy, do they have some really unusual IPAs on tap. An incredible lineup of um, people on that show this Saturday, and again, free tickets on Eventbrite every Friday here at Mutiny Radio, Pam Jassus Comedy Clubhouse. Um, that's always fun, eight o'clock and, uh, we've got all our open mics here. So come, come on through tag us, follow us on Instagram, please. For the love of God at mutiny radio SF. And I'm trying to burn time until Mark Neuer or Max Eddie or Frankie Lee comes, but I'm also kind of like, maybe just go to, well, what time does Warhol's birthday party start? It's later, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody else have anything else they want to do? You want to run any other joke? Otherwise, I'm just going to shut it down early and play some flat black plastic on the other half of my podcast because I love flat black plastic. I guess I can do a tag for to tell people there were 43 podcasts that were in the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival and they're all available online and they're amazing. And uh, the business dicks. Hey, come in and tell us about the business dicks. <laughs> Machine is walking by. He's a great guy. I just saw his band, The Business Sticks, play at Bender's on Saturday. They were, it was like performance art. It was pretty fucking amazing. I really enjoyed it very much. But uh, this, I don't know what else is happening. Okay, we're going to, we'll shut it down. Uh, bye, everybody. Ain't no love in Oakland, bitch. Niggas always talking about I love you. But ain't no love, bitch. Now it's a shame I can't be saved by John the Pope.
looks like we're going to be back here with a couple sets. How much How much time are these seven-minute sets? Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. You're the first comedian of the night. She's going to run her material. She's going to do a hot seven for you guys. Put your hands together for Jay Robinson. Ooh. All right. Let's run these uh, jokes. Are these jokes? Um, let's see. I'm bad at dating. Uh, I think I'm bad at dating because I like my men, like I like my Uber rides, which is nice and dangerous. Um, last week, I called an Uber to brunch. Um, Uber matched me with a driver named Willard, so I canceled that Uber. Because uh, Willard sounds like he plays chess in the park at like 2 p.m., or like he has a lot of information on locomotives. Uh, this is the weirdest room I've ever done that joke in. <laughs> it's going really well. Um, my roommate told me that she wanted to live forever, so to do this, she's saving up money to have her body cryo-frozen and have a digital copy made of her brain. Uh, she told me this while we were in an Uber XL, so there were three other people in the car with us. Two out of those three other people also were already considering the same procedure, and I think this is why people hate San Franciscans. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Um, I hate catcalling. Ooh, right? I, catcalling is dumb. I hate catcalling uh, because it's annoying, but more importantly, it is inefficient. <laughs> so I was walking to work the other day. I bent down to tie my shoe. A voice came at me from across the street. It was like, yeah, girl, tie that shoe. And I was like, that's what I was doing. Stop micromanaging me. Uh, I actually, it was funny, I was walking home from work and this guy like grabbed me by the shoulder and he was like, hey, what's your name? And I w was surprised. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, where do you live? <laughs> so we went on three dates. Um, so I'm bad at dating. <laughs> uh, I actually, I used to date this guy. Uh, he was white, he still is white. Um, but he also was white. Uh, and the thing about dating is that like, I don't like dating because I don't like explaining to different men how makeup works. Like I don't want to explain it to them. Uh, so this guy, um, this white guy, we were living together and he woke up one morning and he had this huge pimple in the middle of his forehead and he had a job interview. So he was like, hey Jay, can I use some of your makeup to cover up my pimple? And Listen, mutiny, <laughs> right? Like there's no shade of white that you can be to use my makeup. Also, also he was asking me to apply blackface to him before a job interview, so we broke up. I feel like that's fair. Um, this is interesting. I like this space. I like the way that I sound on this microphone and these lights. It's very, uh, I feel very like waiting for the punch. Like, <laughs> like there's like a dramatic TV show. It's very interesting. Um, I feel like, hmm, jokes, what are jokes? No, um, I am from St. Louis. Uh, it's an interesting area. Um, St. Louis is like a city, you know, so you're from the Midwest, so you're probably familiar, right? Uh, are you from the Bible Belt? Uh, kind of. Kind of? Yeah, Pam, you probably know this, or maybe you don't, but like the Bible Belt, uh, basically is an area where you, if you grew up there, like you didn't have a sexual education. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, abstinence only, <laughs> no science. Uh, 
including condoms are apparently science. Um, yeah, so I grew up in the Midwest um, in St. Louis, and St. Louis is like an urban area, right? So it's a city, it's blue politically, and Missouri is the southernmost Midwest state, so it's red. So the whole area is kind of like a big bruise. Uh, and people in the South can have like weird opinions on things. And so I remember when I was working uh, in Missouri, uh, standing around talking to some coworkers and we were talking about this news story that had just come out. And the news story was like, these two people who had been dating for a few months found out that they were brother and sister. Okay, right, you're with me. <laughs> okay, so general consensus amongst my coworkers was, well, there's nothing they can do about it now. And I was like, I was, I was thinking of one thing that they could do, uh, and it's a different thing. It's the one that's not incest. That's the thing, because <laughs> that's gross. Um, I think that's it for me. This is this is therapeutic. Thank you. You did four minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Four minutes and thirty-seven seconds of spitting fire. Machines in the house of the business dicks. What a great band. What a bizarre and wonderful time we had on Saturday night. Seriously, his band was great. It was like performance art. He was so trippy. It was like poetry performance art with like old trippy hippie guys playing awesome music. It was rocking. It was weird. It was 70s. It was throwback. Look up the business dicks, you guys. It was, I've, it's one of the most unique things I've ever seen at Benders and I had a great fucking time. It was so trippy. So yay machine. Yay the business dicks. Uh, your next comedian is uh, Sergio Productions. You're going to see him right now. Put your hands together for Sergio Navoa. Hi, you guys. My name is Sergio. I'm really excited to be here tonight. I actually got my hair done. Do you like it? Yeah. And just so you know, the carpets do not match the drapes. Now, I still get nervous on stage, but Pam gave me some tips. She said if you're nervous speaking in front of strangers, just imagine the audience is picturing you naked. I'm a little nervous right now. Can you guys take a few seconds? Just picture me naked. <laughs> I feel better already. Now a little bit about me. I was a gifted child. My parents gave me away. It was more like a drop off at a church. Now, as a child, I went to church every Sunday. I was an altar boy. Most of my performances took place at the back of the church. I see we have some Catholics in the audience. Now, I know you're looking at me and wondering, is he, is he not? You're not quite sure what side of the fence I'm on. Your suspicions are correct. I'm an immigrant. <laughs> and I'm here to take your jobs. Porque todos ustedes son un montón de hijos de puta que no quieren trabajar. In English, that means I'm really happy to be here. Now, in case you're wondering, I am not part of MS-13. By the way, MS stands for Mara Salvatrucha. That is the best drag queen name ever. <laughs> if I was a drag queen, my name would be Aino Nicole Smith. Just rolls off the tongue. Now, Latino men don't get any credit for boosting the economy with our cologne purchases. <laughs> you can smell a Latino from a block away. And you can smell him for two blocks after he left. We love cologne so much, we have a saying in Spanish, por si me besa, por si me abraza, por si se pasa. A translation, in case we kiss, in case we hug, in case we go too far. 
Have you met Latinos? We always go too far. I have enough cousins for two baseball teams, and I have 17 nieces and nephews. I am the only one in my family without children. I didn't want to worry about the baby weight, so I had my tubes tied. <laughs> now, we immigrate to this country because we want a better life. We just want to work. Give us a job. Whatever it is, we'll do it. We'll even do the jobs you guys don't want to do. Hand jobs, blow jobs. Now, with all these great jobs available, you can imagine my parents' disappointment when I came out to them as a comic. <laughs> Originally, I wanted to be a doctor. And in a way, I am healing people because laughter is the best medicine. And much like your doctor, what I say may make you uncomfortable. Might feel like a prostate exam or a pap smear. Trust me, just breathe, relax, scoot forward a bit, and let me in. I'm glad you guys have been to the doctor. Now, once people find out I'm a comic, they want me to tell jokes. I'm not a gumball machine. You can't just put a quarter in me and I start telling jokes. However, I will accept $20 bills or sex as payment. By the way, no woman has taken me up on this offer. Women need to feel safe before they have sex with you, which is why I only have sex with men. <laughs> but I'm taking a break from straight men right now. They get too attached. Once they taste this home cooking, that chicken at home does not taste the same. And the internal struggle is tough on them. They're worried they might be gay because they're enjoying sex with another man. All emotional if I don't call them the day after. <laughs> gay men have it so easy. Eye contact is followed up with a blowjob. Blowjobs are a polite way of saying, hello, nice to meet you. You shake hands and rah, 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 rah. Right away you can pet the baloney pony. Have a dingling sing. Oh, the stripper's here. <laughs> Have a dingling sing along while whistling Dixie with the one eyed wiggling Welshman. Now, I recently gave in and signed up for online dating. There are so many options now. You've got Match, Grinder, the Sex Offender Registry. I was really excited when I got my first match. But I knew it wasn't going to work out because he lives in the sunset. I don't do long distance. My second match wanted to go hiking. I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> now, I take long breaks between relationships, mainly because I have to wait for the rash to clear. It took me a bit longer this last time because I don't have insurance, but I have friends in tech. They have insurance, so I took their penicillin, which means I am now rash-free and ready to start dating again. Yes. Now tell me, how many of you know someone who's really hot and you would totally have sex with them, but you know you can't because they're a relative? <laughs> okay, how about this? How many of you have gone out, gotten drunk, taken someone home, only to wake up, turn around and realize it's a relative? Pretty shocking, especially for grandpa. That grandpa, I tell you, in his defense, he was really hot. Um, <laughs> uh, straight men are gentrifying gay culture. Uh, most of my 
Some of my gayest friends are straight men. They wear skinny jeans. They only work out to impress the other men at the gym. And brunch. I can't go to brunch without running into my straight male friends. Now, straight men are constantly coming out to me as straight. I thought only gay men had to come out. What's next? They're going to take over gay bars. And I say this because a lot of my straight male friends will tell me, yo, let's go to a gay bar so I can pick up chicks, bro. That's like a vegan going to a steakhouse for a salad. That's how it starts. Gay bars are the gateway to gay town. They go there for Jessica, but they come home with Sergio. I lost, oh, before comedy, I used to be a personal trainer for Crunch Fitness. Their slogan is no judgment. When you hire a personal trainer, you're basically paying for someone to torture you and boss you around. Hey, if that's your fetish, no judgment. By the time your workout is over, you are gonna feel great, and you'll be glad you came. Now, my favorite clients to train were brides-to-be. They are so focused on reaching their goal. Fuck as many guys as possible, right before they say I do. My least favorite clients, size queens. Do you guys know what a size queen is? Size queens are individuals who only date men that are well endowed. Never dated a size queen, I'm not a fan of size queens. But I love their boyfriends. <laughs> now I ran into my high school girlfriend and the first words out of her mouth, is it my fault you're gay? I said, no, you didn't turn me gay. Your brother did. Uh, that is it, thanks. Sergio Navoa, everyone. Did we suddenly get an audience from somewhere? Or, oh, it's just machine, it's just machine. Oh, who's in the corner? Who walked in? Oh, did you want to sign up, buddy? Oh, that's great, okay, so then he is an audience member. That's, that's exciting. Uh, well, Jesus, then I should do a set because why the fuck not? So, yay. I'll take, I'll take this. Yeah, it's me. I'm Pam Benjamin. Yay. I don't see the point in giving myself $2, but I probably should. I need it for beer later. Yay. I'm going to move these things out of the way so I can make better eye contact with the rock star right here. Seriously, yeah. There was a song called Hi, Hi, Hi. I love being high. Actually, my favorite Bible verse of all times is Leviticus 20.12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> I love to be stoned. Also, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama. Very hot, really hot, hot guy. You know, you can blame Barack for anything you want. Your smelly dick porcupines, global warming, whatever. But you can't blame that bitch for being sexy. Am I right? He was a sexy, sexy man. Uh, uh. Get me some Barack. Almost, almost as sexy as his wife. I mean, Michelle. Do, how much do we miss Michelle? Everybody can clap for Michelle Obama. I miss her. I wish that 
she would, she, you know, she had such great platforms. She hated fat kids or whatever. She made him work out. I don't know, right? She changed school lunches and she was like, work out, you fatties. And that was amazing. And she was such a feminist and she was trying to change the world along with her husband. And she had a stance and she talked out and she was a great mom and you knew it. And she had amazing guns. And I was like, oh, you look so good. And then I look at our new first lady and I'm like, wow, Melania. Does anyone know her name? Is it Melania or Melania? Do you know her name? What is it? Is it Melania? Melania. Melania. I don't, I don't know because she never speaks. <laughs> but did she sign that DNR? Like, well, nope, can't talk. Their son looks like he's going to be America's next top school shooter. Like, he, he's always frowning, the kid. But he's so pretty when he frowns, just like his mommy. He even looks gorgeous when he frowns. Oh, love that first lady. I wish I, wish I could make fun of her voice, right? She's from, um, I don't know, it's either Slovenia or Slovakia. Does anybody know if it's Slovenia or Slovakia? Well, it's Slovenia or Slovakia, but they, they both border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. <laughs> Someone give that girl a sandwich. Third wife, eyes down. Like, don't talk. Don't look, show us on the doll where he touched you. Like, it's, it's going to be okay, Melania. We're going to get you some help. Blink twice if you're scared. <laughs> you go, Poor Melania. Anya. Melania. She is. She could be the best feminist ever. She could stand up and be like, I won't take it anymore. But she... She won't, I want to make fun of her accent, but I can't because she never speaks. I have no idea what she sounds like. She speaks four languages, by the way. Five, I think. She, yeah, she speaks five languages. And I'm like, pick a language and speak in it. Anything, French, German, sure. <laughs> Say something. She picked up like a non-bullying campaign for a minute because um, who better knows about bullies than Melania Trump, right? <laughs> like she could really champion that one. Say anything. That's the thing about feminism. Like, some feminists, like, we talk too much, and some don't say anything, and some are just like, keep me in the kitchen. Uh, but I really want some, I, I think they're in the Midwest. I don't know what's happening, but, but the, I really want some equality now. I want equality, and I want it. I think we can start in the form of PG 13 movies. Okay? Like, in a PG 13 movie, if you cover the nipple, if you cover the areola, and that sex organ or whatever, you can have 180% side boob. No problem, right? Not showing anything. You can see a butt, but not a butthole, right? I understand because that's the, but what I'm saying is I wanna see some side scrote <laughs> for equality is what I'm saying. Like, I wanna see Nick Cage make a big comeback, you know, cause he's older now and so he's gonna have some real length there, right? In a Martin Scorsese film. And imagine with me, the sun is going down. There's an infinity pool. And Nick Cage is coming out of the pool. His balls submerged near the stairs. His dick hard and above the stairs. We see his butt and then what we get to see is this gorgeous, veiny, stained glass side scrote. Beautiful, gorgeous. We can see the sun right through it. It's so for equality. Are you guys in with equality now? Quality, quality now. Side scrotes, the way to go. I want to see it. I also want to see something change in San Francisco. How long have you lived? How long have you lived here? Uh, month and a half. Month and a half. How much poo have you seen on the street? A lot. How many in and outs have you seen? Uh, no. 
There is one in and out in San Francisco. There are some unsolvable motherfucking problems. There's homelessness, right? There's rent increase prices. There's gentrification rampant. And there's one problem we can fix. I said, get behind me and my, my mayoral run in 2020 for more in and outs. I say, one in every district. We have, we have nine districts and we have one in and out at Zavoth for Zetalis on the Segway. Well, Zavoth is, is the in and out. We've heard about it from Zeppelin. They want, and the in, and they have to wait. And just saying, San Francisco, something we can fix together. In and out. Okay, no, you're not going to. Ill in and out. Feminism is a thing I believe in. Not really break, breaking news. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you very much. It's like the precept of feminism. I think that's how it started. I don't know. I don't read as much as I say I do. There's a lot of women in the 70s didn't have kids and read books and shit and got degrees um, so that I can talk about my butthole on stage. I love it. I love it. Thank you, feminism. It's good. Actually, it's really sad. Um, it's my least favorite body part, my butthole. Uh, it kind of looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. It's like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. I have hemorrhoids. I have, I have terrible hemorrhoids. But I get to say that now because of feminism. Aren't you so glad? Like, yeah! I just hate getting banged from behind because I feel like he's always looking at it like some strange cauliflower. Then he's like, are we gonna, what are we having for dinner tonight? Whoa. Cool. Now, feminism, feminism is, uh, it, I don't want to call myself a, feminism, a feminist, but I have to because language is political. And uh, I mean, I'm a female, right? I'm a human. I'm a person. And we are all people. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. It's spelled with an I. It's hard. People use T9 too much anymore. They're like, feminism. It's spelled with an I. I am a feminist. She can read. She's a witch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for staying and laughing at my jokes. I bit Pam Benjamin. Yay! Yay. Thanks for the audience for coming. That was really fun. Oh, do a joke. Go up there, do a joke machine. Yay, everybody, machine. Woo! Yeah, get up there. Hello world. <laughs> I was not expecting to do this because I love just coming to see Pam here at Mutiny Radio and my mate Sergio's here as well and we have a random passerby and somebody who's just been here for six weeks. Welcome to San Francisco. I don't agree that we need in and outs at all. We've got Whizburger just down the road there, right there the other day. Yeah. Whizburger. Get rid of that in and out and put Whizburger at the waterfront. Anyway, this is a wee one that's uh, from a long time ago about a friend of mine who was an author in New York and he decided that uh, his wife decided she was going to leave him because he was just a complete alcoholic, just like a lot of us are in the city here. So he gave up drink for three months and she couldn't stand him. She just couldn't stand the DTs and the shakes and him being miserable all the time. So she goes, you need to go away for three months and just go and hang out somewhere else 
and come back and we'll see if this works out. He's like, all right, all right, I've got writer's block anyway. I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Scotland, a wee island off of the Isle of Skye. So he finds this wee island with a little croft on it, which is just a wee house that you can grow your own food and everything. So he's there, and he's there for two solid months. He hasn't been able to grow a thing. He opens the door every day, and the sheep are running by, and the wind's blowing to the left, and it's blowing to the right, and the grass is flattened, and then it's back up, and the rain's just tearing along horizontally. And he keeps shutting the door, and he hasn't been able to grow a thing. He's living off water and eating some of the grass out there, because he hasn't been able to go out there and grow a thing. And one day... He's just sitting there and he's getting really depressed. He's got a one month to go to get this all together. He's still got writer's block and he hears. He freezes where he's at. Just freezes by the fire. He's like, what the hell was that? He hears again. He's like, oh my God, it's the door. And he hears somebody shouting, is there anybody in there? He's like, what? There's somebody out there. So he goes, he goes, who is it? He goes, he goes to the door and he opens it. He goes, before he opens it, he goes, who's that? He goes, it's your neighbor. He's like, neighbor? I'm on a deserted island in Scotland. I have no neighbors. He goes, oh, no. I'm from the wee croft down by the lake, by the loch there. A loch's a wee lake. He's like, really? Uh, Fuck, come on. I haven't seen anyone for two months. It's so nice to see you. I've got writers blocking everything. He goes, oh. I was just dropping by, I was picking up some of my sheep on the way past. I saw they'd been hanging up here for a while and you'd been eating their grass, but I was like, you're all right, it must be foreigner. Where are you from? It's like New York. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. Well, I came by to invite you to a party. He's like, a party? A party? That sounds great, but what kind of party? He's like, well, there's going to be there's gonna be lots of eating. He's like, eating? Well, what are you going to be eating? He's like, haggis, neeps and ties. He's like, you know, I'm vegan, so I really don't go with that Scottish stuff. And he was like, oh, right, well, you can have the haggis and the neeps, because that's just turnips and potatoes. He's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that sounds all right. I'm not a big party person. Anything else happening? He's like, well, we're going to be doing some drinking. He's like, drinking? I've given up. That's why I'm here. I'm not meant to be drinking. I haven't had a drink in five months. I'm trying to get, get sober here to get back to my wife. He's like, he's like, ah, well, it's just going to be a wee bit of whiskey. I've been making me distilling my own whiskey here. And he's like, whiskey? Whiskey? My favourite poison. Ooh, the food and the whiskey. I don't know. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I want to go to this party. He's like, ah, come on. There's going to be dancing. He's like, dancing? Dancing. Now, dancing sounds good. Dancing with the whiskey and the food. You've nearly sold me. You nearly sold me on this. What about, what else? Anything else happening? He's going to be, there's going to be fighting. Fighting? I don't fight. I'm scared. I can't fight. I've never had a fight in my life. I'm an author. I've got really soft hands. He goes, ah, you'll get into it after a couple of drams of whiskey. You'll be absolutely fine. He's like, well, you know what? With the food and the whiskey and the, the dancing, I think we'll be good with that. Yeah, I'm nearly, nearly convinced there's anything else. He's like, there's going to be fucking. He's like, fucking? Fucking? After fucking five months, my wife wouldn't shag before I left. She said, get out of here, come back in three months. After I've already been sober for three months. He's like, oh my God, I don't know if I could do this. I really don't know if I could do this. Oh, fuck. You know what? You know what? I'm going to come to your party with all, the, with all the food and the whiskey and the f- dancing and the f- fighting and the fucking, I'm coming. Who else is going to be there? He's going, oh, it's just going to be you and me. <laughs>
All right, thanks yeah. for that. I'm just going to leave it at that one. Oh, you understood the accent there, but thanks, Pam, for letting me do that. <laughs> just yeah. going to be you and me. The punchline's just the one. It's just going to be. All right, I'm going to uh, sign off here. My time's out, and we're going to go drinking, I think. Yeah, me and too. Fighting. Yay. And fighting. And fight and fighting and fucking and uh, eating as well. All right, thank Yay, you, Mutiny machine. Radio. And it could be just you and me because a you is a female sheep and you could fuck the sheep too. So I thought you were going there like they were going to, you were going to name the sheep and it was going to be a girl sheep or something, but you got, you got me. All right. Thank you guys for being here at the joke workshop. Thanks random guy for dropping in. Come back next week. Thanks Rachel Pinson. Welcome to San Francisco and Sergio and uh, everybody who's here tonight. We'll see you guys next week on the joke workshop. Bye. Black Plastic is a show you're tuned into in this station that's coming to you from the Mission District in sunny San Francisco's MutinyRadio.fm. Please keep a listening.
I don't know how brave you are, but I'm afraid of waiters. Somehow they always end up telling me what to eat. But once, at least once, was I a hero. The scene is one of those restaurants that isn't responsible for your hat or the service. The waiter is a determined, independent gent who doesn't take orders. And printed right on the menu, next to the blue plate special I'm about to order, is a gentle warning, positively no substitutions. Positively? Well, let's see. Waiter, I think I'd like to have this uh, special dinner here. Yeah, what do you like to have? Uh, let's see now. Uh, it says uh, a dollar and a half uh, tomato juice, vegetable soup, roast beef. Do I have to take that tomato juice? Can I have uh, pineapple juice instead? No, we haven't got it. And that's the bill of fare. It's made up that way by the chef, and I have to I wait. Mean, but have you got some, uh, uh, let's see, any other kind of juice? No, only tomato juice. Only tomato juice. Uh, vegetable soup. You got any uh, consomme or anything like no, that? No, no. Vegetable soup, just the way it's on the bill of fare. Vegetable soup, huh? I don't like vegetable soup. Well, I can hurt that if you don't like vegetable soup. You eat the roast beef and pay a dollar and a half just the same. Could I have a, could I change the soup for some uh, fruit salad? See, I got uh, some cost in my beer. Oh, wait, 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 no, wait, just a second. All right, now the roast beef uh, with carrots and peas. Uh, can I change that to string beans? No, carrots and peas, that's the standard. Oh, but carrots and peas, I don't like carrots and peas. Oh, well, then you eat it without carrots and peas. Well, what other vegetable can I have? Uh, nothing, eat the potatoes, double portion potatoes. Uh, can I have any vegetable? No. Can I have a salad? No, no, no salad. Hmm. Uh, what flavor ice cream you got? Vanilla and chocolate. No strawberry? No strawberry, no. Not today. Well, what other dessert? you have That's any? Oh, van vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Either you take vanilla or you take chocolate or two without it. No, but look, Mister, you're taking my time away. No, no, no wait, just a second. I, I want this dinner, but I can't find anything I like on it yet. Well, I don't like tomato juice. You don't like tomato juice. You don't like no soup, but you like the roast beef. Yeah. But you don't like no carrots and peas. Right. You want ice cream, but you don't like the vanilla ice cream. You don't like the chocolate. If I could have this dollar and a half dinner with tomato juice, I'll even take tomato juice. Yeah. Nice consomme. I got no consomme. All right, all right, all right, wait, wait. Roast beef with uh, string beans and french fried potatoes, and I'll even take the ice cream. No, 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 not the one. Either you take it to the chef. Maybe. No, no, I don't go in the chef. The chef's gonna run with the kitchen knife after me. No, 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 no. No, so. Can't you change it a little bit? No, no, nothing changed. According, that's the standby, and that's all that's doing. I'll work on according to schedule. The what? According to schedule. That's a schedule for me. What do you mean? It's a dinner. That's all right, but for me it's a schedule. What I've got on here, i got to sell. I can sell nothing else what I haven't got on there. Well, maybe he's got a lot of uh, pineapple well, juice or I something gotta like that. Well, i got to get rid of this stuff first, eh? Well, what, are you trying to get rid of it on me? Well, if you don't take it, somebody else will. I, I have to eat. Yeah, but... You're here to serve me. Yeah, but... I want this dollar and a half dinner, but I want to make a couple of little changes. Ask him about it. 
Could you take the carrots out and only peas? No, the carrots and the peas is together and takes two men to pick the pick the carrots out. Then when I bring the peas, you want the carrots in it. I don't like carrots. I can't stand it. Don't eat them. Just pick out the peas. Take it or leave it. Every night 